This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy. It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast, live from Dynasty HQ in Pilsen. Haima Black uh, hosting, and Natalie is behind the board uh, for our live tweets and streams. And I am here tonight, starting the evening, with Apache Gross. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, and I'm very honored to be on here. And thank you so much. Oh man, it's a, I love how like just polite and how like accommodating you have been in the short time that I've known you tonight. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So um, Natalie recommended you for the podcast, and she was like, "You got to hear this guy, Apache Gross. He's doing stuff. He's making moves." And you're kind of a newcomer to Chicago. How long have you been here? Yeah, so I've been here about three years now. Maybe okay, three so you're not like that much of a newcomer, I guess. No, I mean, I, I've, I was here for a good year and a half, and then I took some time to hop overseas for a bit, and then I, I came back. I was only gone for about four or five months. Wow. Um, so, so we'll get into all that. Let's start at the beginning, though. Like, how did music start for you? How did music come into your life? Like, when did you start becoming a creative like that? Yeah, so I mean, growing up, and it's always funny because the name that I'm about to drop is hilarious. But, sure. Um, the person who got me into music was named uh, Michael Jackson. Right. Uh, but not you know Michael Michael Jackson. It was my third grade choir teacher. His name, he went by Gary Jackson, just so people didn't get confused. But sure. But I, isn't Michael Jackson from Gary, Indiana? I don't know. I mean, there could that be was, coincidences be like, could go so deep. It sounds like Michael Jackson didn't die. <laughs> was, like, I mean, out. Hopefully one day when I make it, they come up with all the conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so Michael Jackson, but not that Michael Jackson. Yeah. It was, uh, I was just I was a slightly awkward kid. When I grew up, I had all this crazy curly hair. I was really thin. Had no style. My mom would send me to school with like boats on my shirt <laughs> and wave. Um, but I just remember we had to take electives and choir was like the like one good thing I remember I had like some solo or something like that and my teacher just took time to invest in me and I really think that's just how I got to where I am today is very very grateful and that's why I try to be very appreciative because it's really just the people around me who've you know said keep doing this or put me on or help me focus that got me to sitting on dynasty podcast right now yeah I mean it's amazing though because I hear this again and again I generally start with that question especially for someone's first time on the podcast I'm like how did you get started and so many people are like you know, my dad gave me my first guitar, or like my uncle took me to band camp or whatever it is. And so many of the people who are sitting here now getting to talk about what they're doing, it's because somebody early on in life, whether it's a teacher or a family member or whoever, somebody actually was like, okay, great, let's take you seriously and let's help you make this happen. Yeah, I mean, we're a collective species. I mean, everything that we do is, is really about connection, you know, especially when you're creating art, when you're creating memories, you know, the thing that makes it very valuable is being able to share it with somebody and I think that's just you know why inherently we have the ability to take care of each other and help each other grow it's just some people get you know a little distracted along the way sure yeah no it's true so when you were in this choir was this in California Mm -mm. so I was I was born in Vallejo California um which is Northern California. Um, But uh, at a young age, me, uh, my mom, and my father moved into my grandfather's house in Mm -hmm. Arizona. So I was was really raised. I say I have the bay blood in me, but I was (laughs) raised in the heat. Yeah. 
So you're in Arizona. What brought you to Chicago? Yeah, so um, I got into the corporate realm of things trying to, it was a little detour in my life where I was just really trying to figure out, you know, how I could make my life valuable. And I kind of just had a knack for business. So I'd started a, a firm, a little marketing company. And then I got recruited by a company called Yelp. And I worked for them for about a year in Arizona. And I just, I got lucky that, I took really quick to it and had a, a pretty successful career that they needed to open up their fourth domestic office. So they asked me and, and like 25 people if we could be the ground team and, and go get it started. Here in Chicago? Here in Chicago. So that's why it's, it's just super funny because I always wanted, I've always wanted to pursue music, but I tell everyone like when I was younger, it was just like one of those things I thought would happen, but I wasn't really doing anything about. Right. I just thought like, oh, somebody's going to put me on one day. Um, so I think it's funny because I always wanted to move to LA or New York. I didn't even know Chicago, you know, really existed in, in, in the form and capacity that it does. And so I got out here and I say it's like the best accident that ever happened to me because it wasn't necessarily my decision. It was a company was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, I discovered that this is the best place, you know, arguably in the world to be making music out right now. So yeah, I mean, shout it, out it's Chicago. Very much up there. It really is. You know, it's like, you know, obviously LA and New York have what they have going on. And then like Nashville's really cementing itself as a hotbed of activity. But Chicago in so many ways is just like the epicenter of so many things right now. So when you get here and you weren't really planning in your head to be here, like what was that initial process like when you land in Chicago where you're just like, oh great, this works or was there kind of an adjustment period? Yeah, so I mean, I think there was two uh, contradictory things going on in my life was, you know, when I was still in my old vision and I had those old goals, you know, like making millions off of business, I always had this dream when I was younger of like having money and walking around in a city with a suit. So, you know, when I first showed up, it, right off the bat, it was, it was an amazing feeling, you know, even though I went from 70 degrees in January to like the cold, the, like the, it was like the fifth coldest day. It was like negative 24 sure. or something like that. And the news is like, don't stop moving. You'll get frostbite. <laughs> so I was, I was very, very happy um, at first, but it didn't really last that long because you know, I'm lucky now that I discovered what I should be doing. But at that time, I was just in turmoil trying to really figure out who I was. And music was always a huge part. And I had a very, very rich community in Arizona. Like, a lot of people don't know because they we got, like, dumb politicians and always getting caught doing stupid shit. But there was a little, little pocket, you know, in downtown Phoenix where I had a house there. And we would just fill that house with people who would, you know, come cook. They'd play music. You know, we had a studio in the home and people would just always create music so it was a huge gift and, and I, I didn't understand that those were healing properties to me oh, yeah. that I like needed to survive. Absolutely. So when I was in Chicago it was just very frustrating because I didn't I was separated from that. Everyone I knew was in corporate. Great people but just you know. It's a I, different energy. Yeah so I was by myself and I was trying to create music and I once again hadn't known yet. It wasn't really until I think like I really caught on to Chance, which I was way late on, but it was like when you were around here and you started hearing this and that, and I was I started to get a little bit more understanding, but it wasn't until I left, because I, I quit my job, um, I think it was 2015, I bought a one-way ticket to London, and I went and played some music, and when I came back to Chicago, it's like everything just hit, like it was like fate just hit, and I just... I got introduced to this person, this person, and then I just 
got just dropped into this amazing rich culture of just amazing artists. And I was like geeking out at first because I was like, oh, that's this person, that's this person. And I was hearing people's music and I was, I just, it was like a dream come true. So, yeah. And when was that when you came back? Um, so that was, I think it was January or February of 2016. I'm horrible with the years yeah. though. So, but I mean, things were in full effect then. Like everything in Chicago was happening, yeah, and like it was activating. So, how did you start connecting with the community here in terms of realizing, like, hey, you know, like music's the thing I'm doing, and now I need to, like you said, find that community that's going to enrich my life. Yeah. So when I when I came back, you know, I went into full blown, you know, work mode, and I didn't really see a lot of people because I went back and and I got back with the company I was with. I had a business plan, so I knew, all right, one year, and then I'm going full-time with this. But I didn't know how to produce music at that point either. So mm-hmm. I was literally, as soon as I would get off work, I would go straight home, and I put my bed in my living room, and I turned my bedroom into a little studio with the, yeah, with the gear man, that Yeah, man, it's I that have. DIY mentality. Yeah, so I just locked myself in this room, and I learned how to produce in Ableton. I, I made this little EP, and, and then it was like right towards the end of that, I accidentally got introduced to Soho House. Okay. Shout out Soho House. Sure. Um, and that was that was really where things popped off for me because then I started running into people who were, you know, not only creating art, but were influencing it. You know, I was I was in the, you know, Soho music group, which mm. I got a ton of friends. Um, I remember I I met this guy named Brandon Patterson and ended up in Zoe Rain's, you know, film studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just like looking at all of these amazing things and surrounded by all these amazing people. And, and that was really kind of like what dropped me into it, being an outsider. And that's why I just love Chicago because everyone was super warm, welcome. You know, they didn't treat me like I didn't belong there. It was they, they helped nurture me and got me to where I am right now. And again, that's best case, man. Whether you're like a kid in choir early on who has, you know, Michael Jackson helping him out or, you know, an adult and you have people welcoming you into that community, it's that acceptance and that support that is so crucial i mean i i just think too it's just like what you mentioned before about just trying to be polite um i think i may have had a phase in my life where i was like a douchebag for for like a couple weeks i was trying to be tough and like oh i'm gonna be mean and everything (laughs) like that but just the way my mom raised me and, and was to treat people with respect and and to to keep an open mind and don't judge. And I think it's just very easy. It's a lot easier to do that because people, they, they're just not dicks to you. Yeah, like, people I f- respond to, I, I tell that to my students, you know, like at Columbia College, I'll, I'll tell them like one of the most important things you can do isn't something that comes from your degree. It's just like be easy to work with, be good to the people you're working with, be dependable, et cetera. Like, all, you know, all these common sense things. And that's going to be half the thing. Like, yes, yeah. you need to be talented and yes, you need to have the skill set, but like if you show up on time, if you're somebody who's considerate, if you're somebody who listens, like, again, all these things that you're just like, well, well, yeah, duh. But they go a long way, and not everybody embraces that or connects to it. Yeah, and, like, life, too, will teach you lessons. Like, I remember before I left for overseas, I was, like, being humble is so extremely important. And I was making a little bit of money. I was wearing these nice suits. I was getting cocky and all this. Sure. And, and it, the humbling experience was when you go and you travel and you see the world and you realize, oh, man, it doesn't matter what you're, what you're doing in your zip code. Right. Because there's a whole world, you know. It matters what you're doing in your zip code if you're taking care of your people and everyone's happy. Right. But with that whole ego, that, that will 
it will decimate you. Yeah, even other cities, like even the other side of the city. Like you go to like a different neighborhood in Chicago, people are like, ah, oh, I haven't heard of you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so so in the present, you've been making music. You have a new song, well, relatively new, called Brooklyn Girl. Talk about that because that's the song that's on your SoundCloud. That's the song that's on your website that's really being pushed right now. Yeah, so um, so I started, there's two parts to this. You know, there's the, the business side of things, and then there's the artistry side of things. Mm-hmm. The reason why that that song is singular is I started working with uh, a manager, Benjamin Levine, who mm-hmm. also manages, you know, Rich Jones and... And Joe Walking Shoe, uh, and just he was he's he was one of the best gifts too. Like I say, when I got to Chicago, he's he's been very good at uh, you know talking and developing plans. So the reason that one song is up there is just I don't want to create too much noise because I'll get I'll get in the studio and just like cook beats, sure. make songs like crazy. But I want to make sure that like when I put something out, that people have time to focus in on it. And Brooklyn Girl is just something I felt very passionate about. Um, it was a song that I conceived when I was in New York. I was visiting a friend of mine who just went out there to chase the dream of being a model and having the fun life and um, just, like, got eaten alive. <laughs> but It's uh, hard, man. It's hard doing any creative pursuit, whether it's cooking or whether it's film or whether it's model. And I, I say this with zero experience as a model, <laughs> but I do know it's just really hard to do this. It's, it's hard to get the skill set. It's hard to maintain and, and develop the talent. And then to put that into the lifestyle and the business part of it is like a whole different skill. It's, it's really difficult. Yeah, and it, it, gave me, it gave me an energy, though. And, like, everywhere I go, I, I keep a keyboard on me. I keep my, you know, laptop on me. So I remember it was just one day I sat there and I just cooked up this little beat real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how I write... 95% of my songs is I'm not very good sitting down writing with pen as I just start to freestyle on, on like an experience that I have or, or a vision and that came into my mind and it's about this girl who moves to New York City but the really deep story is, is getting caught up in vanity yeah. which I always have a really big fear of because I'm always the guy who will want more Right. And when I write a lot of these songs, even though it's from a female perspective, there's always a little piece of myself in that. And mm-hmm. so the female is just how I told that story, but it's just a reflection of myself. Um, so then when I made it, though, I got very, very lucky, and uh, Soho House had just started a music group. We were like the original crew, and we were going to make the first ever Soho mixtape. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really awesome. I partnered up, though, with uh, my co-producer and a person I work with now, a close collaborator named Sal Cordova, mm-hmm. literally one of the smartest dudes I know as far as music's concerned. And so we really together built out you know, a pretty robust song that had, I think it was like... 75 stems like at the end of it it was just sure. it was just disgu- it was disgusting <laughs> but i had this just really pure vision in my head so when we released it i wanted to follow it up with like somewhat of a short film because when i when i freestyled i could still remember the images in my head so shout out to another extremely close collaborator his name is brian almez pogi studios they just do really amazing work and we had started working together when I first dropped my first little EP back in the day. We flew out to Arizona with a little camcorder and just like shot some visuals. But so I hit him up and I was like, yo, you want to do the real deal? So we went, we went all in on it. We, you know, went to Factor Models and found Selena Sophia, who is a mm-hmm. star of the film. So you see, so you really did this, like you oh, were doing it right. I mean, we, we took two months, Google Drived out, 
pre-production books, every little detail, here's this, thing. here's that, you know, found the talent, the cast. And then we shot for two days here in Chicago, kind of like the inside stuff in the film studio. Then we got a road trip down to New York and flew the models and the makeup artists out there. And Damn. then just like, we, I mean, we went, we went in on it to yeah. just go as hard as we could. We were doing, it was so funny because we were doing such long days. We would, you know, start at seven and then end at one. But the energy was just so great that while I was there, you'd catch me like in the stairwells at like 3 a.m. with my headphones and my little mic just trying to like get some of that energy out. But with the help of Sal and, you know, Brian, we, we just created this, what I feel like is an independent piece. It's not right. leading up to an album or anything like that. It was just I had a, wanted to really, really, really try to create something that I believed was quality and had a, a vision in it. And it was, I just feel once again, very blessed to have those people on my side to help me, you know, see it through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it does stand alone really well and it is a very cinematic video for anybody who hasn't seen it. They can go to your Twitter and everything is linked there, right? Yeah. Or to a really easy hub is if you just go to ApacheGross.com, you can get all the social links there. Um, you can, you know, see the video on there. You can see some live performances. It's just a place where I try to like curate so that people don't have to search too hard. Cause we, we got short attention. hundred percent, man. Days. You got to make it really, really easy. Now talk about, um, house records. What is house records? Yeah. So, um, to talk about house records, we have to talk about what the house is. Uh, so for, for those on the camera, this tattoo on the back of my hand is, uh, says house and dots binary. So house is that whole idea that we had chatted and talked about, man, about right. taking care of each other. You know, I just I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the house. And the house, my close homie, is Enzo over here. Yeah, you know, shooting the videos. One, we got we this. It's a it's a collective. It's a friendship. It's a family. It's the thing that motivates me to work harder. Is because I'm not trying to just get rich, you know, and just and lay up somewhere. I'm trying to change the lives of the people around me. So the house is just the idea that we're all these individual pieces that come together to, to, you know, take care of each other. So as far as it goes in the house, it's not just singular to music. Um, you know, we have clothing designers, we have graphic designers, we have, you know, people just in fashion, we have people that are in music. Um, so it, the house started off as an idea and then it was tattooed into my skin and then I filed for the business license for it just so they couldn't, so I couldn't get, you know, scooped out one day by someone so who wanted again, me. you just did the whole, you did all the steps here. Yeah. And then, um, then, you know, as it moved further, Brooklyn Girl was the first song released under the house records. Right. And then I just, right now, last, this last week I got keys to a commercial space, so... I'm and setting up a studio slash creative space to where, you know, the house homies can come and have a place to, to work. We can do boot camp beat sessions. We can host community events because I want to give back to this community because it's given so much to me that I want to have a place where I can facilitate, you know, events and get people introduced to each other. And because we're, we just got it. We have to do it. We have to make shit happen. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. And so that was the next thing I was going to ask about is the space. Where's that located? Yeah. So, um, it, it's uh, at 2620 West Washington. Okay. Um, so funny enough, too, it's, it's the loft that I live in. I have a loft on the top floor of this building. 
like shout out if you can just get in the right neighborhoods at the right time you can you can you can come up quick on a dope pad i love my space it's yeah got 15 foot ceilings it's concrete thick walls but there was a unit uh, available downstairs it was like the second floor is a parking garage you know there's no one around so uh over this month i'm just going to get in and start doing all the treatment on it get yeah. the vocal booth set up it'll be really focused on doing vocals um having it so that way you have like studio ready vocals and then just like a, an inception, you know, a space where we can just get everybody together, hook up to the speakers and just, you know, cook. No, man, I'm right there with you. I agree. Like, I mean, I'm here in Pilsen. We've got this, like, it, it's a pretty minimal setup right now, but we're building a lot of AV stuff in this space, but I could not have this large of a space in Lincoln park. No, I could can't. certainly not afford that, Mm-mm. you know, but I found this in, in Pilsen on Craigslist and I was looking in like December, man, like, and shout out Craigslist. Like Craigslist, that's where I found my spot. I just typed in law. <laughs> Craigslist has a like, uh, you know, Craigslist is weird. Cause it's like, it's the only site I know of where you'd find a great new futon or get murdered. It's like, true. like there's, there's, it really you get offers the combo everything. deal too. Right. Yeah, you could. Um, but you know, I check Craigslist year round, even when I'm in the middle of a lease, like, cause I just want to know like what's out there and I'll make notes. I'm like, Oh man, like, when my lace is up, I want to circle back and see if that realtor has anything that's like this place. But I found this in December, and I moved in, like, in a week because cool I was like, I'm not going to find a better spot for my podcast than this. You have yeah. a lot of space, too, and that's, that's a cool part. Is like, I just grew up on the West Coast. Like, I had a house in Arizona right. because property there is ridiculously cheap. And I'll tell this to Chicago people. They always get nauseous when I say this. But, like, my property tax for the year was 1200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so people lose their mind when they hear that here. It was just like... You, I had space, and on the West Coast, too, I can't wait because I, my space right now, I can't go in because I have a neighbor. Shout out to, to I can't name her because maybe that's illegal, but sure. she goes crazy all the time. And so I haven't been able to throw parties. And, like, I'm from the West Coast. We threw house parties. We threw kickbacks. That's how we got down. We didn't go <laughs> spend a ton of money at this bar. We were the bar. Sure. And we got down on it. So I'm, I'm really happy to, to get a space now to where I can start, you know, bringing that energy back. How can people keep up with what you're doing with the music, with the new space, with house records, with all these things? Like, what's the best way for people to track that? Yeah, I try to stay pretty active on Instagram. So Apache Gross, that's A-P-A-C-H-E. Um, G-R-O-S-S-E and the website but I mean I'm, I'm very accessible I love chatting with people I'm on my phone so much though because I'm always just trying to like hey where are you with my schedule is this what's up sure um, but yeah and then as far as like live shows go too how much time do we got left no I mean we're, this is a podcast so I mean like it's it's not really like structured where it's like and we have thirty seconds left. Okay, I didn't want to be like, oh, is this it? Just start. I'm gonna start blurting out. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> no, but um, you know, like I always want to make sure, like as we get towards the end, that we are mentioning like where people can find out more and stuff like that. And then yeah, um, you know, kind of to close it out, like what what else is on deck for you? I want to make sure we're not missing anything that's coming up for you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited. Like I said, things just all happen at once. So. Um, I just had this, especially this last month has just been really massive. So I'm, I'm, I I'm not going to name the name yet just so that way I can have a little bit more suspense because I like cinematic shit. But I'm about to drop in, a, in about a month, I'm going to drop a new track that I've been working on um, very hard with my collaborator, Sal Cordova. There's going to be a visual, a visual project for that. I just shot a visual project that's going to drop probably next month as well. Um, I'm going to be playing here for the people here in Chicago. I'm going to be playing... Em- yes, that's em- right, at yeah, Emporium. At Emporium, uh, the 25th, which is a Wednesday, 
come out, drink. It's a free show. I'm going to be airing a whole bunch of my new songs because I have so many songs, but I'm not putting them out. So you got to come see it live. Uh, And then I got the news today. I can't get too specific about it, but I'm going to play a 2000 person show in Arizona in May. So damn dude, that's if if you just, if you just stay tuned a little bit longer, I'm going to have visuals and I'll drop it for my Arizona people. And we're going to go crazy. We're going to go wild. But I think that's, that's really at least a lot. for these next you know month or yeah. two. I'm just trying to make sure my head doesn't fall off with trying to meet meet all these deadlines and make sure that the team's all lined up and that you know we execute on this. Well, you got the business background, man. That's like that. I'm sure makes a huge difference in getting that done. I just I think it was just it really helped because yeah. like things don't seem as scary anymore because I feel like if you just take time, take a breath, get a piece of paper, ask yourself some questions, write down some answers and get a good feedback loop. Like I said, shout out to Ben because I feel I feel just very confident. You know, cuz he's he's got a proven track record as well. Um, and when I, when we chat, it's cool cuz we can butt heads. Like he'll be like, "Hey man, I think this," and I'm like, "No fucking way." <laughs> but other times he's like, "Hey man," and I'm just like, "Ben, that's such a good idea. I love you." <laughs> so he's someone who we need to get on the podcast. We've never had him on. We've had Rich Jones on before, but we've never actually had Ben on. And we have a lot of managers who have been on the podcast before. Yeah, so I mean that'd be we'll awesome. I have to get him a plug now. Plug Ben in, yeah, because yeah. he's a great. No, outside of management too, he's a writer. He's a very smart guy, um, and it probably could learn a lot he you know and it could be free too right a way to get some free advice there you go man that's the whole point of the podcast i had to take him out to so many dinners at the beginning before we started working together i schmoozed him so hard i was like <laughs> take him out to dinner and then i just ask him a bunch of questions <laughs> yeah i dude i can't wait to check out the new space let me know when those parties are coming together of course um, and of the show course. is what the 25th you said yeah the 25th emporium? At April emporium. 25th. which emporium uh wicker park wicker park so there's like seven of them now are there? Well, there's like I think there's at least three because there's Logan Square, there's Wicker Park, and now there is um, uh, Fulton Market. So there's oh they few. did just open that up yeah. yeah I think it's I think though uh, Wicker Park is the only one at this point with with like a performance space that like, sounds right so and they got a cool stage too I've been whipping oh, yeah. up some visuals and all this I'm just excited to I love going crazy during shows though I've just recently. Uh, I felt felt a lot more liberated. Like I just I got very lucky and I opened up for uh, a Canadian artist by the name of Goody Grace at Sub T this last week, mm-hmm. and it just feels like these last couple of shows because I'm I'm you know I'm still relatively new in this. You know I'm not a ten year veteran, and especially when you get on stage and there's so many things going on, uh, expressing yourself is very interesting, and I feel like those are the moments where it feels like ecstasy because you you can just fade away and lose yourself and. You know, sometimes I'm like, come back to reality, and I'm like, oh, good, they're clapping. I could just be laying on the ground past <laughs> hour right now, but I guess it went well. Just totally black out. So yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to give it all um, at that show and these shows coming up. Dude, I love it. Um, Apache grows. People can follow you on social. Check out everything you have going on, man. Thank you so much for coming up and starting the conversation with us. Today, Thank man. you, I appreciate man. it. Once again, honored and very happy. Absolutely, we'll do more. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.